Hey guys, it's Izzy here, and today I'm doing my November book haul, showing you all the books I received this month. So the goal is I can only get 15 books a month each month, because that's how many slots are in my bullet journal. So this can be books from subscription services, books I bought myself, gifts, they all fall into that. But let's get into this video. So the first book is actually an Amazon purchase and it's a new release and it is a romance and I'm pretty sure it's self-published but I'm not 100% on that and that is Love, Comment, Subscribe. So in high school, Lily Wang was at the bottom of the social ladder as an oddball but she had dreams of becoming popular. Now in the present day, Lily is a popular beauty guru with almost 5 million subscribers on YouTube. She is so close to having brands really recognize her, she is almost living her dream. One of the guys who is in Lily's oddball group of friends in high school is also an influencer. He streams video games. Tobin's road to fame was not, has not been as easy as Lily's. His parents were disappointed in him for dropping out of college for the job of gaming rather than something more set in stone. His channel has been at a standstill as well, and he needs something to get his content up in the algorithms again. Therefore, his agent sets up a collaboration with Lily. The two realize that working together brings a lot of traction to both their channels. But what does that do with their hearts? So this book, I think, is going to be really relatable because one, I was kind of at the bottom of the social ladder. So I wasn't at the very bottom, but pretty close. And then them being YouTubers, because I did start my channel as like a beauty and fashion guru. And then I stream video games now, so I feel like I can relate to both of the main characters, so that should be a lot of fun to read from. So next one I got used, and it's a science fiction, and I found this through Boston's channel, and it is called The Plebotomist. So in a near future society, there has been a war, and there is an effort to collect or harvest blood. Willow works for Patriot, one of the companies behind it, to support herself and her grandson. Society has been segregated by the different types of blood that people carry. Willa has a history of working on her blood and she hopes that some of her decades old techniques can help fix the issues that society has. While she, while doing this, she uncovers dark intentions of the Patriot Company. So I like the, that near future kind of sci-fi. It's my favorite trope for science fiction. And then kind of that dystopian. Um, side of it that just takes me back to like the um, science fiction we were reading in middle school, The Hunger Games, Divergent, all of that. But this is an adult book, so it should be interesting to see it from an adult standpoint rather than a middle grade or young adult standpoint. Our next one is also used and it is a nonfiction and I learned about this book through the channel Hardcover Hearts, which is one of my favorite channels. So this is the story of a British family in high society and how World War II divided them. So Jessica supported the rise of communism, Debo became an English duchess, Nancy a best-selling writer, and Diana married a fascist leader. And lastly, Unity was a close friend of Hitler and commits suicide when the war began. So I'm really fascinated how all these sisters got on these different routes and did they ever become close again? Were they ever close? Because it says the war divided them. And obviously with all these different routes, I think they all chose very different lives from one another. So I'm curious what happened after they supported communism, became a duchess, became a bestseller, 
Um, so I'm really fascinated to see the lives of these women. So keeping with the nonfiction, we're going to my Barnes Noble books now. Since it was nonfiction November, I did make it a priority of buying nonfiction books this month and reading nonfiction as well. So When Women Ruled the World is a historical nonfiction. So the 1500s were not a stable time in Europe. Old traditions were being exchanged for new and religious wars raged. One thing that was dominant in this ever-rocking world was female power. A queen on the thrones of England and Scotland, the mothers of kings and daughters of kings, they had hands deep in the politics that spun the globe. So in this, we have Elizabeth I and her sister Mary, more well-known as Bloody Mary. And then we have Mary, Queen of Scots. We have Catherine de Medici, so lots of different kinds of women and in different roles of power, being born into it, being married into it, and whatnot. And I think they are all very interesting figures in history. And I just a lot of that. The like Mary Queen of Scots is the one I watched to reign, and Catherine de Medici was on there as well. And that's what got me into period dramas, which hence got me into reading historical fiction. So definitely really fascinated by those. And then obviously I really like the Tudors. So Elizabeth I and Mary. So that sounds like a good book for me. Now sticking kind of with that same kind of time period and then same genre, obviously nonfiction historical, we have Elizabeth the York by Alison Weir. So Elizabeth was born the child of a king and queen. Her birth had been celebrated as though she was a male heir to the throne. After the death of her father, things were not easy for the princess. Her family at war with one another, her brothers locked away in a tower, then they mysteriously disappeared. She was seen as a good bride for her uncle, who had a dying wife, but also for a man across the channel, Henry Tudor. The marriage of Elizabeth and Henry brought a union of the Warren Houses, Lancaster, and York, bringing us into the Tudor age. So Elizabeth of York is my favorite English queen, and then Henry Tudor is my favorite English king. In those times, I do have different favorites for the modern times, but we will not talk about that in this video. So again, they fascinate me very much. I have read um, fiction works but never um, any nonfiction by Alison Weir. She, both her fiction and nonfiction are about royal family members of like England, France, all different time periods. So I cannot wait to get to that one. So now we have a memoir and I have actually read this one already. I did buy it this month, but I've read it this month as well. And that is Wild by Cheryl Strayed. So at the age of 22, Cheryl Strayed had the rug pulled out from under her when, with the untimely death of her mother, she did not know what to do, and the grief brought her into a cycle of cheating on her husband, therefore her marriage ending because of her grief. Cheryl knows that she needs to get away and fix her issues. That takes her on the Pacific Crest Trail from Mojave in Southern California to Mount Hood at the state line of Oregon and Washington. Throughout the journey, she sees parallels between nature and just the trail in general. Um, to that of her life. This book is probably the best nonfiction um, book I've read this year and the writing was just amazing. I've never read a nonfiction with writing like that. It's just so moving. It made me cry several times and it's very rare for me to cry while reading and it's just a very 
the parallels and um, metaphors. It's just a very beautiful one. I totally, totally recommend checking out this book. And I did do a reading blog for this book as well, so it would be sure to check out that video. Now we have a thriller that I found out through Books with Brittany, another one of my favorite channels, so definitely check her out. So that is Summer Sons. This is about Andrew and Eddie. They've been best friends for as long as they could remember. This changes when Eddie goes away to college at Vanderbilt a few days before Andrew is set to join him at the university. Eddie turns up dead and apparent suicide. Andrew is left with a life with all new people in a new setting and does not know what to do without his best friend. Andrew goes on the hunt to find out what really happened to his friend, and along the way he uncovers a blood-soaked hands of family members, only adding more to the mystery of his best friend's death. So this had several keywords for me. It being Southern Gothic, there's car racing, and then there is LGBT representation in this book. So all of that just sounds amazing, and I definitely, definitely want to pick this up. So then my last Barnes Noble pick of the month was a, is a classic, and I'm sure y'all have um, heard of it. Maybe I've read it in school. It is quite a hefty one, so I am kind of nervous, but let's get into what it's about. So and it is the Count of Monte Cristo. Edmund Dantes is in prison for a crime that he did not commit. While locked away, he hears a story of treasure on the Isle of Monte Cristo. This does not only inspire him to plan an escape to the island, but also plan to get, dig up whatever treasure could be there. He plans to use the story of the unearthed treasure as a way to take down the men who got him into prison in the first place. So this is one a book that one of you guys picked out for me to read. Um, I am doing a TBR um, generated by reading prompts, and I do have a reading prompt that is chosen by a subscriber, and The Count of Monte Cristo was chosen by one of you guys, so when I do read that book, you'll get a shout out and all of that. So then I have um, a Target pick. Target is a great place to buy books because almost always they're on, on sale, so Definitely recommend um, getting them there because they are cheaper than Barnes Noble. Amazon is usually the cheapest for those mainstream brands, but Target for if you're going to buy in person and all, obviously. So we have the House of Gucci. So in the early spring of 1995, the heir of the Gucci fashion brand was murdered by an unknown gunman. Three years later, the wife of the heir is sentenced to nearly 30 years in prison for arranging the murder. Did she have her husband murdered for his spending habits or because he had plans on wedding his mistress? Or was she even the one to arrange it at all? So obviously a movie for this released last week on Wednesday and I'm super, super excited. It's Lady Gaga and Adam Driver. Like, I love them both. You can't go wrong with either. So I am super excited to watch it. Haven't got around to it yet because it is only available in theaters, but I... Didn't know if I was going to read this book for nonfiction November or not. Again, this is an over 500 page one, so that did kind of intimidate me. But also, I didn't know if I should read it before seeing the movie or not. So I decided to see the movie first because it is about a murder. So I feel like I should go in not knowing a lot. So that's why I decided to um, see the movie before reading the book. So then we have my book of the month pick, and that's kind of keeping with the Italian um, vibes, and that is the family. So Sophia is a wild child and a free spirit. Antonia is introverted and just fine observing instead of being right in, right in the middle of things. However, the two have been best friends since birth. 
even though they're completely different. They live next to one another, and their families refer to themselves as the family. Antonio's father dreams of more, though. After speaking of these dreams, he disappears. So it just shows how these events really shaped these girls and how living in this situation shaped them. And I've seen this compared to The Sopranos a lot. I don't know because I've never seen that. But I think it is a kind of mob New York City related in the 50s. I think is what I've heard is when it takes place. So then we have our next one, which is it was my add-on. I haven't done an add-on in a while, but I've just really been in a reading mood lately. So I did an add-on this month. And we have Velvet Was the Night by Silvia Moreno Garcia. So this is set in the 1970s in Mexico. My eight finds time away from the hectic world by reading the newest issues of Secret Romance. Her next door neighbor is Lenora, and she seems to live the life of those in the stories that my eight reads. Suddenly, and under suspicious circumstances, Lenora disappears, and my eight finds herself looking for answers on what could have happened to the girl. However, she's not the only one searching. Elvis is a criminal who longs for a different life. He is hired to help find Lenora, but finds himself obsessed with another woman along the way. I'm not going to let y'all know who that woman is. You don't have to go in not knowing. But this will be the final book that I try by Sylvia Moreno Garcia. And if I don't like it, I don't plan on trying any of her other books. Gods of Jade and Shadow was an average read for me. And the Mexican Gothic I read this month and did not enjoy it at all. It was very flat and bland and I just did not like it. So if this book is good, I might try some of her other stuff. But if it's not, it's three strikes throughout. So... Not the ball game. So our last two are target picks again, and they're both new releases. So the first one is Heard It in a Love Song, which is a romance. This looks like it was just gonna be like literary fiction, but it is actually a romance, and it is blurbed by Taylor Jenkins Reid, who is one of my favorite authors. I thought this would have more Daisy Jones vibes because it is music related, but now I'm thinking it's gonna have Evelyn Hugo vibes as well because it is kind of somebody looking back at their life and maybe thinking of things of what they could have done differently and whatnot. So let's get into what the synopsis is about. So Layla was the front woman of a well-known band and is struggling to break free from that image as well as a 10-year marriage that she has finally ended. She's 35, but feels like her life is just beginning. The sudden freedom makes her feel a sense of loneliness. Then there's Josh, who is a single father who's coming out of a 20-year marriage with his high school sweetheart. The way these two worlds collide is that Layla teaches music at the school Josh's child attends. The two end up talking those days of how confusing the world of dating is now in the modern times with apps and social media. The two decide that maybe dating each other is the right idea. But is it really because they're both rebounding on each other and then there's kind of the taboo that she's the teacher of his child. So this one, as I said, it is blurred by my favorite author and it is music oriented and a New York City setting. So I feel like those are a lot of hit words for me and checks off a lot of boxes. So I do think I will enjoy this one and hopefully I do. So our last one is one that you've probably heard the title before. This is a novel adaptation of a movie, and it is the first novel by this author, which is Quentin Tarantino with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So Rick Dalton is a washed-up actor who does not yet want to call his career to quits, but Hollywood and show business is evolving from the weekly western it's like he starred in. 
Cliff Booth is a stunt double who's also a friend of Rick's. The one thing that makes him so well-known is he might have gotten away with murder in the past. Next door to Rick is a young up-and-coming actress, Sharon Tate. And somewhere across the county on an abandoned movie set is Charles Manson. So we have a mix of fiction characters and then real-life people. And this is just showing how Hollywood and show business was evolving um, into the modern age, really from that glamour age of Hollywood to what we have now. And I think this will be um, a really unique read for me because I've read or I've seen the movie. It was a three star for me, but I think I would rate it differently now, but I just haven't got the time to watch it because it is an over three hour movie. And it was very character driven. Now for shows and movies, I like them to be plot driven, but for books, I like character driven. So that's why I think that I might really like the book for this when I wasn't a huge fan of the movie, but I'll just have to see. So I hope you guys enjoyed this video and as always, comment, rate, and subscribe. I will be participating in Vlogmas, so more videos will be posted on my channel in December. So be sure to ring that notification bell to be notified when my videos go live. Bye.